from the heart of the Forest City, focusing on the biggest stories in London, this is the Craig Needles Podcast. Now here's your host, Craig Needles. It's the Craig Needles Podcast here at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca, and wherever it is you get your podcasts, we are there for you as well, and we thank you for listening to, subscribing to the Craig Needles Podcast, and I want to give you an update on this episode about the Health and Homelessness Fund, and you likely remember the story, but I'll give you a quick refresher. At the beginning of this year, at the State of the City Address, Mayor Josh Morgan announced that there was a generous $25 million donation coming to the City of London to help fight homelessness in this community. That could get bumped to $35 million if the community put in $5 million of their own, then the folks who donated this 25 would chip in another five. So 25 plus 10 equals 35. Yep, math checks out. That could be as much as $35 million. So how does this money get spent? How does this money get spent relative to what goes on in other communities? Because not every city has this $25 million. And we can't solve homelessness for $25 million, but can we leverage this 25 to $35 million, whatever the number is, to other levels of government in order to help us with the problem? Can we create more housing? Can we create more social support systems? So when those types of conversations are happening, I want to know who the mayor is talking to about this, who is being pushed on this, and what their reaction is. So I know that Mayor Josh Morgan has spent the last few weeks talking with pretty influential people in Canada and in Ontario, including cabinet ministers, including the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, including the premier, Doug Ford, about this stuff. So I wanted to get him on the podcast for a few minutes and have him tell you who he's chatting with, and what those conversations have been like. So he joins us here on the Craig Needles podcast for a conversation, the mayor of London, Josh Morgan. Hi, Josh. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure, Craig. So tell me first, when we have this up to $35 million, I think that there's going to be a lot of people who are excited to have a conversation with you about, hey, what are we going to do with this? So what have these conversations been like? Well, first off, there's a lot of excitement about uh, both the plan we've developed as well as um, the, the capacity that we've had to, to do private fundraising on this. And, and I can tell you, whenever you, you come to the table with money, um, there's always an advantage to, to asking others to contribute because they know that there's a solid plan that, that has the capacity to be uh, initially financed uh, and that needs supports from other levels of government. So, so the first, you know, the first comment is um, they're excited about the plan. Uh, and they recognize the the historic uh, amount of uh, money that has been committed uh, privately for this project as well. Who have you been talking to about this? Uh, just how how's the the schedule of meetings gone here? Yeah, it, well, it's been very intense. In fact, I I was talking with our GR folks, and and they described um, the last month as one of the most intense lobbying periods that that they can recall in London's history. Uh, I've met with uh, I break it down into basically the the provincial and, and federal governments, um, because the asks of each are, are, are slightly different. Um, so on the provincial side, uh, I, I've met with, uh, with uh, Premier Ford uh, and a number of members of his, his cabinet, including uh, the finance minister, uh, the minister of municipal affairs and housing, uh, the deputy premier and minister of health, the minister of labor, immigration, training and skills development, uh, the associate minister of mental health and addictions, you know, as well as as our local government uh, MP, 
Rob Flack and uh, and the opposition uh, MPs who are in our city as well. I've certainly had discussions with them um, because I, I do believe in keeping everybody informed and up to date on on where we are. Um, as for the asks, those are obviously focused on the government. So that's on the provincial side. Um, federally, I have had a conversation with this uh, with uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau while he was in town. Uh, he was uh, in the region for the Volkswagen announcement and we had the opportunity to, to have some time together to talk about this. Uh, but then I traveled to Ottawa to meet with uh, a number of ministers there, uh, including um, the, uh, the Minister of Health uh, federally. Uh, we met with, um, uh, before I actually traveled, I actually had a, a meeting in London with uh, 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 Carol Bennett, the Minister of Mental Health and Addictions. Uh, we also met with the Minister of Intergovernmental Affairs and Infrastructure. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, oh, the Minister of uh, Housing, uh, Diversity and Inclusion as well. So we, we, we met with those ministers. At the same time, our staff met with, with some deputy ministers and, and associate deputy ministers uh, at the staff-to-staff level as well. So, uh, again, a very intense period. Um, I will say uh, up front, I need to thank both um, Monty McNaughton, uh, and Rob Flack for assisting in setting up the provincial meetings, as well as uh, Peter Fragiscatos and Ariel Cayabaga for her helping and assisting in setting up the federal meetings. Our, our local MPs and MPPs have been uh, steadfast supporters of the work we're doing and, and were assisted us greatly in, in setting up these meetings. What I wonder about this is, so we're going to have a plan in London where there's going to be up to, and hopefully, $35 million included. But how does that relate to what might be going on in other communities? Just because if we're the only ones doing something, are people going to be wanting to come here? And is that going to uh, overtax a system that was created for a certain number of people? There, there, there are some things that need to be sort of figured out here. And I guess the other levels of government are the folks that need to be figuring that out with, right? Yes, yeah, so that's true. But I wouldn't say it's just the other levels of government. Um, uh, as we've talked about, uh, I've taken a lead with the Ontario Big City Mayor's uh, in conjunction with Mayor Patterson from Kingston, uh, to lead this work um, with the 29 largest municipalities in Ontario. Uh, and, and the reason why that's important is, is, is exactly as you've described. Uh, this is not a problem for just London to solve. This is a problem for all cities uh, to solve together. And uh, we are all committed to the same pathway on this. We all believe uh, in the type of system that uh, is being designed in London and with the support of Kingston, who uh, is in a very similar space to us. Um, but that doesn't mean these are the only cities that are that are going to to implement the system. Everybody is at a different stage in the process, and so you know we may be a couple of steps ahead. Uh, that means we may be able to uh, to to break some new ground on this. But uh, I expect other municipalities to be to be right there with us. And um, you know the risk of uh, people being sent here, uh, I think, is very low because as mayors, we've certainly committed to each other that that's not something that we support or would do. Whether that is sending people to another city or sending people out of out of your own city. Uh, it's something that we've we've spoken to each other about, and that we would call out, um, you know, where where we find out that that's true. And it's certainly there is no organized effort by municipalities to do this. That that doesn't mean that there might not be, you know, organizations or individuals perhaps giving people a bus ticket to go to another city. Um, that is problematic because when you send someone to a place that may not have the capacity to support them. Um, you know that is not compassion. That is that is not something that uh, should be supported and and is is problematic. And so the, my fellow mayors and I uh, have committed to each other to uh, uh, to dissuade that as much as we possibly can. 
for people wondering, you know, where is this from a, a, a local perspective? You've gone out, you've been meeting with folks, and that's great. But what's the latest as far as when we might start seeing the impacts of this money? Uh, what, what are timelines looking like here? Yeah, so there, there's a really good report that, that's on the council agenda this week, and uh, and that talks about the implementation and governance work uh, that is nearing conclusion. We, we essentially have the implementation uh, framework model that we're going to work from. Um, now the implementation tables will, will be stood up uh, and populated, and they begin um, a number of initiatives, including uh, design work on the hubs, which will include the services provided in the locations, uh, in preparation to bring um, the initial hubs up online, um, ideally starting this fall. Uh, at the same time, we're working on uh, helping addressing the, uh, to address the concerns in the city through the summer. We know that we cannot get this up and running, you know, in weeks or even the next couple of months. So that that means we have to have a strategy to address uh, through temporary measures uh, the challenges of homelessness, mental health, and addiction. Uh, and housing affordability in our city. Um, we will be using some of the provincial money that was given uh, to us for homelessness prevention uh, to support those activities this summer, uh, although I will say a good chunk of it will go to uh, supporting the initial hubs as well on the operating side. But uh, but we're looking at the fall for initial hubs to open, uh, and, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll take measures in the interim during the summer to try to uh, to try to provide supports where we can and, and mitigate impacts uh, of what will be a, a challenging summer from the homelessness and uh, mental health and addictions perspective in our city. Yeah, that's, I, th- I think, what people want to see. They want to see some some results with some timelines. Because, look, this is something that we're all seeing. And it's not just downtown either. And I, I want to ask you about the hubs. Where are we planning on doing those? I know that we're sort of early days here, but they're not all going to be in the in the core and oldies village, are they? Uh, no, they they won't be. Um, so the the hubs need to be spread out to provide different services to to different individuals. Um, as as for the locations, uh, you know there there will need to be hubs um, certainly in the, the downtown core and Old East Village. There there are uh, populations there that need those supports. But the intention here is not to have all of them congregated together. In fact, the idea here is to spread them out um, because they they serve um, you know twenty five to thirty five people each. Uh, they have supportive housing that that would feed off of them, uh, and and those sorts of things are best done when they're geographically distributed, uh, providing different types of services uh, in different parts of the city uh, for those who need it. Uh, also, the design of the hubs will be important in the types of services in each hub, and and you may see, and this will be up to the implementation design group, uh, slightly different services and slightly different hubs. Uh, we know that we have different populations. Uh, that need supports. So we may have different flexible supports within those different hubs that may feed into different uh, supportive housing supports. Um, Because the idea here is to take someone uh, into a low barrier space, uh, connect them with the appropriate supportive housing, and then move them through into perhaps rent geared towards income housing, uh, low market rate housing, and ultimately into you know, a stable market rate housing environment where, where that's possible. won't be possible for every individual, but there will be many people that creating a pathway through a system uh, will work very well for them. So, um, you know, that means uh, distributing them geographically uh, makes sense because that supportive housing piece uh, into the market rate housing piece uh, obviously will exist all over the city as well. When you talk with the Premier, with the Prime Minister about this, what is it that they want to highlight? What do they want to hear from you about this? 
Well, first off, I'll say one of the things that they are absolutely the most impressed with is how London is speaking with one voice and the group of partners that we brought together. Uh, it, it is inspiring, um, and it is something that, that is noticed as uh, transformative for tackling this issue. Uh, it, it is unprecedented, too, um, having the people sitting beside the table who are sitting beside the table with each other designing this system uh, is something that, uh, that that is very inspiring uh, to me as well. Um, they're also impressed with the, the scalability and flexibility of what we've designed to try to meet the variety of needs. Um, if you think about the hubs and housing-based system, you know this can be scaled to different sizes for different cities and, and different services within the hubs for different situations and challenges, either in different cities or, or across different parts of different cities. Uh, that's very attractive to other levels of government who ultimately will have, in part, some of the responsibility for helping distributed distribute solutions that work, um, innovations that are successful um, to other cities and other parts of the country. And so certainly a part of the discussions that we had was, uh, you know, the scalability and the applicability of this in other parts of the country. And, and there are a number of ministers who, who would say to me during the meetings, like, this is something that I could really see working uh, in my province as well. Um, so, the, you know, that that's really critical because if you want to get support and funding for a solution, uh, the applicability of that solution, say, across the province or across the country is incredibly important to the people who fund things across the province and across the country. Yeah, and that's, I think, the fact that we have a chance to be a leader here, the fact that we have a chance to sort of set the tone, I think, is is really, is a really cool thought to think about. Like, th- this is not just a London problem, obviously, but if we can be sort of leaders in de- de- determining what the, the best solutions might be going forward, uh, that would be a really good spot for us to be in as a community. Because, we, look, we need to be leaders here. We're, uh, we're not the only ones having this issue, but this is a big issue for us. Yeah, and if you think about the type of city we are, um, you know, we are we are a, a single tier government um, uh, in uh, in an area that is you know relatively geographically isolated with a number of smaller communities around us. We have a complex, multifaceted healthcare system that serves a, a region. Uh, if there's someone who can come up with solutions to housing and healthcare, you know, it should be us. It should be something that we recognize that we have the skilled. Uh, the skills, the talent, uh, and the capacity to uh, to put our resources behind and and come up with solutions, and that's exactly what we've done here. And uh, and I will say very clearly, Craig, because um, you know the, this issue is not defined by our city borders, and so that is why it is equally important to me to solve this inner city, but also be involved directly and take leadership in those conversations across the province and nationally on this, because. Uh, you know, the challenge of homelessness will not be solved within the arbitrary borders of, of, of the city of London limits or, or the city of London's region. Uh, it will be solved when we all start to pull in the same direction with solutions that are proven to work and partners that come together to fund a whole-of-government approach. Uh, this will require an effort from every level of government pulling in the same direction, multiple ministries, multiple approaches, multiple funding programs, uh, as well as, uh, you know, multiple partners within the city. So we have a whole-of-community response. That's what we called it. It requires a whole-of-government approach uh, to be successful. And so that is the effort that we are undertaking, is taking the good, phenomenal, high-quality of work of our community and then challenging uh, other communities and and other governments to get behind this in an unprecedented uh, way of collaborating together. 
last thing, and it kind of ties into what you're just talking about. Housing obviously is a huge thing here. So we want to talk about hubs and that's great. But at some point, if we don't have enough permanent housing and not just permanent housing for those at the lower end of the income spectrum, but sort of at the middle of the income spectrum as well, uh, we're just not going to solve this problem. So how much of that is part of the conversation with the other levels of government? Yeah, there's there's often this uh, this idea that um, you know municipalities or governments can only really do one thing good at a time, and and in the age we're in, we're required to do many good things good at the same time. So as much as uh, we have just talked about uh, our housing uh, and homelessness and healthcare approaches here, um, the general approach to housing affordability and housing supply. Uh, in our city and across this province is something that we have not taken our foot off the gas on, um, either as the city of London or as uh, big city mayors across this province. Uh, we are we are actively and aggressively in uh, discussions with the provincial government uh, on meeting uh, the challenge to increase housing supply across this province, uh, discussions about both some of the challenges that have been created through the legislation as well as some of the opportunities, and investigating new ways and approaches that we can bring ideas to the table to accelerate this. So as we are talking about serving uh, some of the most marginalized in our community, we are at the same time talking about supplying affordable housing and housing affordability generally across the city and across this province. Uh, Josh, I thank you so much for for doing this and having the conversation with us and, and, and keeping folks updated. Anything else you want to let us know about before we wrap up here? Yeah, if, if people are inspired by the work and they, they want to support, uh, they can go to fundforchange.ca uh, and they can make a contribution themselves. Uh, I, I know we've got well over a million dollars uh, of uh, of donations that have come in that that are being matched, and so there's still uh, still lots of capacity for people who want to to want to support to have uh, their contribution matched by that that generous donor family. So uh, if they'd like to do that themselves, they certainly can. Um, but otherwise, you know, any support that they want to give, um, any patience they can give us as as we work through these challenges, uh, you know, and and any thoughts and and kind words they can give to the frontline workers who continue to work on this uh, issue serving our most marginalized community any any given day of the week uh, is greatly appreciated. That's Josh Morgan, who, of course, is the mayor of London and joining us to talk about the Health and Homelessness Fund for Change, which you can donate to. Go to fundforchange.ca if you're so inclined. And here's the thing. From a pure political perspective, this has got to work for a lot of people. And I don't think that anyone believes that between 25 and $35 million means that homelessness is just dust off your hands, problem solved in the city of London. It's an ongoing problem. But we are going to have some significant results here. Otherwise, there's going to be a problem. It's going to be a very, very negative reaction from the public because for so long, this problem's been getting worse and worse and worse. And let's be honest what's, what, as to what the key drivers are. The key drivers are two things. One, lack of housing, specifically lack of affordable housing. Two, ODSP and Ontario works rates are far too low. Those are the two key drivers. You want to throw in lack of mental health care as well? I'm happy to put that in there. So maybe, fine, make it three key drivers. Either way, the $35 million is not going to solve any of those problems. It can help but it's not going to completely solve any of those problems. So we can create a model here, but it, it, the, and we can create a model here that I think can work in other places. But if we don't solve the lack of housing problem, and if we don't solve the lack of mental health supports problem, and if we don't most importantly solve the 
you can't live on social assistance problem. None of this is going to matter. But this gets us off to a good start. This is something that can be transformational if we do it right. So let's make it happen. Let's get at it. And I'm glad to hear that we're going to start to see some results by the fall. Because I think the people in this, in this community are wanting results. They're patiently waiting for results. Because homelessness is something that we're all seeing now. Five years ago, that wasn't the case. Five years ago, it was downtown, the old East, that was it. But now, take a drive out to the west end of the city. See if you see people who are homeless. See if you see people who are pushing carts around with all their belongings in them. See if you see people who are standing in uh, between, uh, on medians between roads with signs asking for cash. You will. See if you see that in the north end of the city. You'll see it there. You'll see it everywhere. Now, I feel as though I should add, I get very uncomfortable when I see folks asking for money in the median of the road. Uh, not because they're asking for money. That doesn't bother me at all. I understand why they're asking for money. I do worry about the inherent danger level of standing where people are not supposed to be standing in the midst of a high traffic time. That is just asking for a very tragic circumstance at some points in the, in, in the not too distant future. And I'm worried about that happening, but there's nothing we can do about it, sadly, other than give these folks better support. And hey, maybe that's what the Health and Homelessness Fund for Change will wind up being able to do for us. I hope it is. I hope it is. I want to see this be a victory. I want to see this help, but I keep coming back to this can get the ball rolling, but we've got to solve those other three big problems. Otherwise, this problem ain't going away anytime soon. Mental health care, low social assistance rates, lack of housing. And I'm not just talking about, and I said this to the mayor as well, I'm not just talking about lack of housing for folks in the lowest end of the income spectrum. That that's matters. That, that's, that's important. That's a big deal. But I'm talking about lack of housing for people at the middle of the income spectrum as well. That's also part of the deal here. So, because obviously it's a supply and demand thing and we just are not building enough homes. We're not. So we've got to keep doing it. We've got to keep doing more. And look, there are cranes in the sky in downtown London right now. And I see them when I do my walk home. Lots of cranes in the sky. That's good. We need more. Let's make sure we get more of those cranes in the sky. All right. Let's wrap up this edition of the Craig Needles podcast right here, which of course you can find at classicrock981.com, londonnewstoday.ca, and on your favorite podcast app. We thank you for listening to, downloading, rating, subscribing the Craig Needles podcast, which of course is part of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network. The Craig Needles podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network. 